It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Yet too often, when we attempt to leave our comfort zone, we have the chorus of inner critics inside our heads, the itty-bitty shitty committee, as I like to call it, mine, whispering self-sabotaging doubt and untrue trash talk in our ear. This podcast celebrates women who rise above and move beyond any self-doubt and old, outmoded, limiting beliefs. Women who have reconnected with who they truly are, that gorgeous, talented, fabulous gift to the world who deserves recognition and unconditional love. My hope is that their insights inspire all of you to do the same. You know the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is confidence. Here on Confidence and Bloom with the Divas That Care, Network. I, Tina Spolatini, speak with women now secure in their own self-confidence so we can learn from their stories of how they found themselves and became the magnificent role models they are to all of us now. And today I'm speaking with Trish Springsteen. Trish Springsteen is Australia's leading expert in empowering introverts, a multi-international award-winning mentor, speaker, international best-selling author, web TV host, and co-founder and owner of TriShell Innovative Training. Trish mentors and works with her clients to help them have the confidence and self-belief to make speaking easy. She typically works with introverts, authors, and advocates. Trisha's company, TriShell, is recognized as one of Australia's experts in communication training, providing workshops and communication courses to organizations, businesses, and companies. Welcome, Trish. Hi, Tina. Absolutely delighted to be here. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So on your website, you have, I believe in you to, until you believe in yourself. I love that. Tell me what that means to our listeners. What that is, is probably the culmination of my journey to self-belief, my journey to confidence in myself. And what I realized on my journey, when I first started way back in the Jurassic period, a long time ago when I left high school, uh, I was an introvert. I'm still an introvert, but at that stage, I was an extremely shy introvert and I had no confidence in myself. I did not believe I had a message. Uh, I was quite happy being in the background. Uh, my my work situations, I'm a moodle woo. I was pretty good at work, but I was always in the background. And along that journey, I started to have some mentors. I started to have a group of people that I got to know. And along then, it started to come to me that I had a message. And these people were supporting me, helping me, guiding me to realize that I can be who I want to be. I am awesome. And I came to the rock-solid foundation of believing in myself. And that realization, that journey was such that 
when you do believe in yourself, it is so empowering. It just gives you that confidence, that foundation to step off the edge and try new things. Because when those negative voices come in or when something doesn't work, you can just look back and stand on that foundation and say, that's okay. I am who I am. I know who I am, my strengths, my weaknesses. I believe in myself. I'm strong. I'll just pick myself up again and try something different. That was a good lesson. And that's where it's brought me to to people. I believe in you until you believe in yourself. Right. And so that sounds like you make it sound like it was an easy, an easy task. But the truth is, it's not easy to get there, to be able to look back and say, you know, you, you're you're fine. You're doing you're just fine. You're doing what you need to be doing. Um, how, how long? I mean, obviously, it's going to be different for everyone. But what kind of a process did you have to go through to get yourself to the point where you could look back and say, you know, you, you make mistakes, you do things right, you're fine, you're right on course. Oh, absolutely. Look, it's not something that happens overnight. Uh, for me, it was a very long process because I'm a slow learner. And I think in some respects, what you need is an impetus, a, a little aha moment in time or a very strong commitment to suddenly realise, I really want to do this. I want to open up my business. I want to write a book. Uh, I'm an advocate. I want to stand up. And when you hear to that, you start thinking, hmm, that brings you to the point where you wonder, do I have a message? Am I strong enough? And that aha moment starts you on the journey to think, oh, yes, I do. And slowly, what I feel you need then is looking for mentors, looking for a group of like-minded people, because those people will support you. Those people will push you out of the nest. They'll pick you up if it doesn't work. But what they'll do is always say, you are you. Believe in yourself. You started that business wrote that book, had that advocacy for a reason, step back and look at that reason and immerse yourself in that confidence you had then and start to grow into that confidence that you need to have now. It is a journey. It is a process. It's mindset. It's having supporters. It's realizing and looking really deep into you and having that coverage to say, okay, I'm good at that. I'm not so good at that, but that's okay. And what I like to say is only in the uniqueness you are because each and every one of us is unique and that's where our strength comes from. I love that. When when a client comes to you or you're talking with someone and they want to, I don't know, they want to do something that's kind of like something that they're, I mean, everybody can do what they really want to do. We all know that, right? Or we should all know that, right? We're all capable but some of us have a lot more to learn than others. How do you kind of create that? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like, how do you give them the um, the ability to have the confidence in themselves when they really do have a long ways to go? And you can see that. Uh, I call it a learning experience. In fact, what I often use with them is my 60 seconds of insane courage process. And I walk them through the fact when your confidence is shaken, when you're not too sure about something, 
when you're standing off of the stage waiting to go on to speak or you've got to go and do a podcast or you've got to walk into a room of people where you want to really shout out who you are. I say it's 20 seconds to acknowledge the negative voices, 20 seconds to understand, okay, those voices are saying you're not good enough, you can't do it, you don't have the confidence. And then 20 seconds to say, no, I'm not going down that spiral of lack of confidence. I am good. I have a message. I know who I am. And then 20 seconds to smile because a smile just connects you of everything. Smile and say yes. Smile and step through those doors into that meeting. Smile and step up on the stage and smile at your audience and just go with it. When you use that process, it gives you a fail safe. So I walk them through that. I walk them through owning who they are. So we look at mindset, we look at that limiting beliefs. And one of the things that I like to do with my clients is take them through a speaking journey. Because I know that if you can get good skills in speaking and communication, that actually gives you confidence that flows over into everything else. Because believe me, when you realize that you can speak in front of an audience from 10 to 500, or you can answer a question, impromptu question, and be coherent and concise and competent, that gives you a belief that, okay, if I can do that, which is often a fear that more than most people have, then I can go and have my business. I can go and share my message. I can go to that interview to get the next job that I want. That is a great confidence builder because all the skills you learn on that journey are the skills you take into your life. It's not the truth. Absolutely. I often tell my kids that any job that we have or any interaction we have with, you know, strangers and people that we know, it's all a learning experience, something that we have to know for, you know, one of the tomorrows coming, right? A job that I had in high school, I think at the time, I'm not really learning a whole lot. But then all of a sudden, you're using the skills that you learned, you know, 20 years later, you're like, Oh, I guess I learned that when I worked there. Right? Like we're all that's all part of the journey. Absolutely. That's really important. It's one of the things I talk to when I work with uh, the younger students coming out of high school, going into uni or not sure what they want to do. And I say to them, it really doesn't matter what you pick now. You might go to uni and then decide halfway through or the first year that it didn't work for you. Or you might take a break and go for a gap year. Or you might go into some sort of TAFE or tech. But the thing is, every single thing, as you said, Tina, every single thing that you do, gives you an experience that you can put, draw on. When I first started my journey, I did. Uh, I was going to do medical records administration. Am I doing medical records administration now? No, I'm way out of that field. But all those things I learned, the challenges, I often draw upon for the things that I've been doing through my life. Uh, I've worked in three major industries. I've done 10 years in the travel industry, 10 years in the medical indemnity industry, 10 years in the uh, energy industry, all completely different industries. But all of those have given me life experiences and expertise that when I started my business, I've been able to draw upon. So there's no wrong way. There's no, oh, if I don't finish this, I'm in trouble. Every single thing you learn, whether you go for the course for a couple of semesters or whether you finish it, 
It is all added value to your life experience. And it's all added value to your confidence in what you do. Right. That, that is so true, right? Like we have everything we do, there's a learning experience. There's something for us to, you know, whether it's good or bad, right? Like something I'm never going to do that again, or something that, you know, I need to remember this so that when this situation comes up again, because it comes up all the time, the way I handled it is the way I want to handle, you know, the future situations like this. I really like that. Yeah, or one of the things that people who are a little bit not confident or a bit unsure about what they're doing, they get to a certain level and comfort in themselves and they think, okay, that's great. I know what I'm doing. I'll stay there. And that's the danger zone because, from, in my opinion, staying in your comfort zone leads to stagnation because it's not until we push our foot, even if it's one little tiny toe outside that comfort zone, that's when we start to grow because movement brings growth. And the powerful thing you learn is exactly what you said, Tina, when you learn that there's no failures, there's no, it's all I are learning exercises. So you move forward and some things will work and some things won't. But when you look back, you don't look back and say, oh my gosh, that was awful. It's a failure. I'm not moving forward again. You look back and say, well, that was interesting. That was exciting. It didn't quite work. But as you said, I've got something new that I can take forward. And I now can move forward. So I always say to my mentoring clients, we need to move forward. Yes, it's comfortable in that comfort zone. That's why it's called a comfort zone. But if you don't move, you don't grow. And then you can stagnate. And we don't want that. No. And we we all know what that's like, right? We all know what stagnation is like to some degree. We, I think every person has to experience that because if you don't experience it you don't know what it's like to move on or how to move on oh look it's fine to stay in that comfort zone for a little bit but you'll soon find that if you stay there too long you'll start to look around in the world and you think oh these people are moving forward uh, oh it's and then you start to get bored in yourself you think oh i've been doing this all the time and there's a little little seed that then starts to grow inside us because we all are born of potential. And unless we keep watering that seed of potential, we won't grow. And when we, we get there and we start to feel comfortable and then we stay and stay, that little seed sort of starts to wither and you think to yourself, there's something I'm missing. And that's when you need to water that seed and potential and growth and think, ah, now I need to put my pants up. Now I need to put my big girl pants on. Now I need to find mentors. Now I need to find a group of people that are going to help me outside that comfort zone because that first step can be scary. And honestly, people, I've been there. Uh, you know, I still need to push myself forward. We all at times feel, all at times we feel like, oh, I'm not too sure about what I'm going to be doing. And that's when I use my 60 seconds of insane courage. That's when I look at my support team and I think, come on, Trish, you know who you are. You believe in yourself. You've got that solid foundation. Just take a deep breath and see where this journey is going to take you. Yeah, it sounds like that's when you need it the most. So, I mean, obviously to um, create your 60 seconds of insane courage, you it that doesn't happen in one minute right? Like this, that's the process that you take all your clients through. Absolutely. It's a process. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can you explain a little bit 
more like detail on what that means, like acknowledging the negative voices. And obviously we need to shut down or eliminate the limiting beliefs that hold us back. What kinds of um, therapies or what kinds of strategies do you use for that? Okay, firstly, what we need to be looking at is have the courage to look at ourselves. So we need to sit down and think, okay, where am I now in my stage of my journey? What is it that I've got that I'm good at? What is it that I'm not so good at? And we often come up with a lovely long list of what we're not so good at and a short list of what we are good at because we're really hard on ourselves. But I sit down and work through and we say, look, hey, you're, you're, you're good at structuring a speech. You're, you're good at uh, teamwork. You're good at being able to write or you're creative. We look at all the things that we're good at and we look at the things we're not and we know, okay, I can work on those. So when we sit down and we've actually really accepted who we are, then what happens is when those negative voices start to come in and we all have them, people, they say we're not good enough, they say you're not, you, know, you can't do this, you can't go and do that. What I take to do is sit down, close your eyes, take some time and take a couple of deep breaths to center yourself and I ask you to visualize that negative voices. You visualize the fact that they're there. You can see them. It could be a roaring river that's washing you away. It could be a, a wind that's tearing you apart. It could be the earth that's opening up and swallowing you. It could be a fire that's coming through and taking all your courage away with you. You sit there and visualize that. That's that negativity. Then I say to you, visualize whatever works for you. It could be a soft breeze that comes through and sweeps confidence back to you. It could be a gentle stream that's blowing by and it's bringing to you the confidence to be who you want to be. It could be that it's a soft fire that's giving you that warmth. It could be the earth that's the plants are starting to grow to give you the shade, the confidence. Whatever it is, that's what you change to. And sometimes what I do is I visualize uh, an image. For me, I love unicorns. So when I'm at the end of that, when I can see all that raging fire that's taking that confidence, I visualize a unicorn with a little horn that taps that and gets rid of it and takes me to that very soft one where I bring in the, the images that are bringing me my confidence. And then I open my eyes, I take a deep breath, and I take a step forward. And what I do is I fold myself in that confidence that I've imagined. That confidence is around me like a cloak. And then I take that confidence cloak and I step out into the world to say, I am unique. I believe in myself. And this is who I am. And it's a process that I take people through. And the quick one is that 60 seconds is to go through in your mind. But that's the process that I like people to work through. And the more you do it, the easier and quicker it is to take that confidence cloak and to change those images. Are you always going to be confident? No. There are, we're all human and challenges come. But if you think about that process, think about who you are and rest on your foundation, then you've got a really great thing to take you on your journey to life. That just sounds amazing. 
you make it sound so simple. <laughs> it's a work in process always, people. I I still go through that process. Uh, you never know. Life throws you curls and bounces and things. But, you know, that's the fun of life. It would be too boring if everything was perfect. And we're not perfect. We are not perfect people because perfect people stagnate. And I don't think there's not one person in the world that is really perfect. We all have imperfections. So just own your uniqueness because we are all unique. I agree. I totally agree. Now, when you say own your uniqueness, what does that mean to the world? I mean, like I, you know, when I think of my uniqueness, I just think, you know, this is me. I'm not going to pretend to be someone else. I'm not going to pretend to like this or to not like that. I, if I don't like it, I don't like it. Right. Or if I don't, if I'm neutral, that's how it is. H how do you, like, how would you explain you know, own your uniqueness. Absolutely. This is something that evolved over my um, my business journey. And it comes out a lot of times when people say, oh, you need to niche down. You've got to, you've got to know, you know, you have your own niche. And when you start your business, you you look at your competitors and they both say, so you know your competitors. But the the little tricky thing there is then you start to let your competitors dictate your business and dictate what you're doing because you think you've got to change. And through my speaker journey, I've had people come to me and say, oh, I want to be a good speaker. I want to be a good speaker. I want to be just like that person that they've picked out. And I have to say to them, no, you can't. And I say, why not? Because I said, you are not them. What you need to do is be you, only a better you. And slowly what that came to where I launched about a year ago, my Purple Unicorn Marketing Academy. And this is what I say to people when they ask me what I do. I say, I help you to be the unicorn in your business because unicorns are unique. There's not many like them. They're all different. And you are unique because you bring to what you do, your life experiences, your expertise, your knowledge. And while there's nothing original in the world, what is original is the way you share it, your viewpoint on it, your thoughts. So when you're in business, yes, you look at the competition, but you don't have to be them. You don't let them dictate how you run your business. You look to see, okay, that's good what they're doing. What is my viewpoint? What can I bring? What spin do I have? And you'll find that you have a unique message. There's something a little bit different that you do. It took me a long while, people, to realize that I was unique because when I first started, I didn't think, as I said, I had a message. I thought, I'm just me. I don't do anything different. I, I, I'm just me. I, I help people. It doesn't everybody else help people. My aha moment, and you will find that in your life, there will be some aha moments where you suddenly realize that what Trish is saying is actually not too bad. It actually does mean something. My aha moment was when I was nominated for an Inspirational Woman Award. And I very nearly didn't go any further with that because I didn't think I was inspirational. Remember, I just think I'm a normal person. I don't climb mountains. I haven't lost all my money. I haven't had a big crisis situation. And I honor those people, but I look at them and think, I'm just me. I don't have that, so I must not have a message. I, I'm, I must not be good enough. And this 
nomination for this award really brought me up short because I thought, hmm. And I nearly didn't go forward until I realised if someone took the time to nominate me, then I had to honour their thoughts, whether I agreed with them or not, which I didn't agree. I had to honour that they had done that. So I thought, I'll complete the nomination, not expecting to go much further because, hey, I'm just me. I'm not someone who's working with underprivileged or not someone who's working with DV people. I just me. I help people to speak. I help people to own their, their uniqueness. I'm, I'm just me. And you could knock me over with a feather when I won that award on that night. In fact, my friends say it's probably on the few times that I was really, really speechless. And it made me stop to realise that we don't see ourselves as others do. Our perceptions of ourselves are coloured by our whole viewpoint, our life, and we are harder on ourselves than other people are. And I had to realise that I had to honour, I had to honour what other people thought of me. And it is extremely arrogant when someone says, you helped me, if I say, oh, okay, or no, I'm, I'm not going to agree with that, I just did nothing. Uh, that's, you know, when people say to you, thank you, you have to accept a gratitude and say, okay, and own it. And it's not easy for us women to do that. And that brings me all the way through to, to being unique, to owning that uniqueness and to understanding who I am and to share that. That's my passion is to share that journey of my things with those people. It will resonate with some. Some parts of what I say will resonate with others. But, you know, that's okay because we're all unique. Absolutely. I, I love how you explain that. You know, other people, I mean, we shouldn't have to go outside to love ourselves and to honor who we truly are. But sometimes, like you said, because we're so hard on ourselves, we don't, we don't see ourselves the way others do. And, you know, when you get compliments and you get awards and people, you know, are praising you for something that you've done and said, you know, it's important that we look at that and say, you know, look at yourself, go look in the mirror maybe and, you know, look at yourself through the eyes of another and, you know, truly honor and cherish what you offer to the world. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I say it's, it is, um, it's, it's arrogant. It is rude to dismiss people's opinions of you because, hey, you're not them. They see you and you. How, how arrogant of you to say to them, oh, it was nothing or no, I'm not inspirational or I, I just, you know, I, I didn't do that because that's pulling them down and that's dismissing their own views and thoughts and you can't do that. And when I realised that, I had to accept that if someone comes to me and says, Trish, thank you very much. There's something you said two years ago uh, struck a bell with me and I've been working on it. And instead of saying, oh, that was nothing, or that I have to say and accept, thank you, and leave it at that. And accept yeah. that, that impacted them. Whatever I have done has impacted someone. And that's why I live my life and my business and my work with everybody at 300% because I don't know who I'm influencing and that's perfectly okay because I now have the courage and self-belief to step up and share my message because it's never about me. It's always about maybe the one person, someone listening to this, 
who some of my words might just touch the point that they need at that moment. And if I don't have that confidence, if I don't have that courage, if I don't have that self-belief to say yes to a podcast of Tina and talk, to say yes to go and speak on a stage, to say yes to mentoring people, if I don't do that, then maybe someone who needs to hear me is not going to hear me. And I can't live with that. So that's why I do what I do, Tina. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, you know, I am sure like you've had, you're on your third career now in your lifetime. I'm sure that every single thing that you just said, you have learned about yourself throughout your three careers, because you're dealing with completely different people. You're in three different industries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, when I left high school and I say in the Jurassic period I had my mindset because it was a long time ago Tina I'm letting people know that uh, <laughs> I, I had my mindset to do a certain career I went away to another city to study and that's where I met my husband actually so if I hadn't done that I might not have ever met my husband and we've been married 47 years so but that didn't work out because I had to, I came back to my hometown and the career I wanted to do was no longer, it was no longer viable because everybody else had jumped in and I had no, no, no possibility of getting a job. So I had to change and that's where I changed and went into travel. And for someone like me at that stage, going to travel was really weird because I just didn't think, I thought travel was I could just book people's, journeys I didn't realize I had to actually speak to them you know I mean really <laughs> that was a bit silly I didn't realize I had to speak to people to book their travel but hey I, I just like traveling so I thought that would work but 10 years of that taught me a lot it allowed me to travel on my own and for a shy introvert person to have to go overseas on their own wow did I learn a lot I really did and this is what I'm saying about comfort zone. It wasn't where I thought I was going to go when I left high school, but it was where I ended up. And then 10 years after that, I moved. And where I went to, it wasn't working with the travel. So that's why I ended up in the medical indemnity industry. And that is where my first diploma came into handy. You were talking 10, 12 years after I did it, thinking I was never going to have it. One of the reasons I got to be the administration manager for the state in that was because I didn't know medical terms. I didn't know uh, the medical field. And 10 years in that, I actually ended up uh, changing and merging myself out of a job. Two organisations merged. I managed the whole change and then found that I didn't really want to move to stay in it. So that's why I ended up in the energy industry, which is a completely different industry, very male-dominated, when I was tramping around some power generators, looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, why the place are you here? There's oil and coal dust everywhere. You're getting dirty. You're in boots and that, and you're tramping around all this thing. I'm thinking, that's something I never thought I could do. So there's my confidence journey moving along. And then I decided to open my business. And that was in 2006. And there's been a lot of confidence building along there. So people... Building your confidence is a step-by-step -step process. It's 
saying yes to things that you wouldn't normally do. It's realizing that, okay, that journey didn't actually take me as far as I wanted. And you know what? It's okay to go and do something completely different, even though you have people and naysayers who will say, why do you want to change? You spent all that time there. Why are you moving? Why aren't you finishing what you're doing? And you think you can say to yourself, I've learned what I need to learn from here. It's okay to change and learn something new. So that's my journey. And each day is a great day to get up and learn. It's it's fantastic, Dina. When you own it, it is. You are, it's just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and with all that being said, I mean, your story goes back, I mean, roughly 47 years some of our listeners you know don't have that kind of a history some you know like just because you're in your early 20s doesn't mean you have to wait until you're 47 years old older to gain that confidence I mean the confidence has been building over the years right like you can tell someone who's in their early 20s today to be confident and comfortable in the skin they're in right now doing what it is that they're doing right now oh look absolutely I'm a slow learner people and one of the reasons I'm a slow learner is that I didn't actually connect with people that could have helped me early enough and so what I'm saying is when, when you come out of your schooling when you're in your early 20s and you decide that you want to try something the best thing that you can do is to look around you Find some mentors. Find a group of people that will support you and work with them. Let them work with you. I wish I had got my confidence, my self-belief in myself a lot earlier, but I didn't bump into, I didn't find, I didn't realise that I could reach out for the people that I needed to reach out. So it took me a lot longer to find that group, and that was by accident, and to then refine that. And that's why I love to talk on, on your shows like yours, Tina, on podcasts and share, because I'd want people to know that you can do it earlier than me. You don't have to be a slow learner, me, because it's a lot easier in today's world to reach out and find people and connect. When I left, when I was young in my 20s, we didn't have the internet. Yes, I know people, that's a big shock, but we did not have the internet. And <laughs> we... The ways of catching into groups and that was a lot harder to find. It just wasn't there. There is so much here now for young people uh, of all generations, whatever your age. If you want to, it's never too late to step up and do what you wanted to do. I'll let you know, a year ago, my mother, who was uh, at that time was 87, published her first book. And last year, she followed that up at 88 with her second book because she's always wanted to write a book. So it's never too late. It's never too young. Just look for the people to support you. Have that courage to say, I want to do this. How can I do it? What do I need? And reach out. And it would be just change your world a lot quicker than it did me. I love that. Thank you so much, Trish. I think you gave like incredible advice today. You, you know, your story is is unique because it belongs to you. But I think it it sort of tells everyone, you know, we're all in the same journey, right? We're here to learn about ourselves, right? Yeah, and absolutely. expand that. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much. 
You're very welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share some of my stories. And you only heard yeah. a few of my stories today. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have many to tell us, but thank you so much for sharing. Maybe you'll come back one day and talk with us again. Would be delighted to. Thank you. Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel, they don't even look like that. You're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. My business, Info Bloom Success Styling, offers an online course combined with one-to-one -one coaching in confidence building, personal branding, and creating your signature fashion look. Chic definitely does come in every shape, so if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or by email at infobloomstyling.com or, or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.